my beloved brethren. There's gladness in our heart as we study the words of our God, Yahuwah. Because as we study his words, it gives us the spiritual knowledge and wisdom that we need in order to conduct ourselves in our services before him. Last week in our lesson, we studied the law. And we learned that our Lord Yahusha did not abolish the commandments contrary to what other religions believe, but taught us to obey, to obey them at a deeper and more meaningful level. Under the new covenant, our Lord Yahusha taught us that we must obey, not just the letter of the law, but also the spirit of the law. One of the commandments is the command not to murder. What is one example, beloved brethren, of the letter of the law? Let's begin reading here in the book of Matthew, the fifth chapter, verses 21 and 22. This is what is written. You have heard that our ancestors were told you must not murder. If you commit murder, you are subject to judgment. But I say, if you are even angry with someone, you are subject to judgment. If you call someone an idiot, you are in danger of being brought before the court. And if you curse someone, you are in danger of the fires of hell. What is one example of the letter of the law, beloved brethren? It is written, you must not murder. That is the clear-cut letter of the law. Is it part of the law? Yes, it's commandment number six. If we commit murder, we are subject to judgment. But what is the spirit of the law, beloved brethren? Our Lord said, but I say, if you are even angry with someone, you are subject to judgment. Did our Lord Yahusha abolish the law, beloved brethren? No, he even enhanced it, revealing to us the spirit of the law. And the spirit of the law is all about love. When we are angry, there is no love. But are all feeling of anger bad, beloved brethren? Of course not. Anger is a natural feeling, not just by humans, but even animals. The bad anger is one that is predicated on hatred and pride. Yahuwah, our God Yahuwah, gets angry. We know that. We read that several times in the Old Testament, especially when the Israelites are being led out of Egypt. Our God Yahuwah got angry with his people because of disobedience, because of ignorance. Even our Lord Yahusha got angry when the temple 
was used as marketplace by the merchants. What else did our Lord Yahushua say? He said, if you call someone an idiot, you are in danger of being brought before the court. It has something to do with pride. Because if we call someone an idiot, we are putting him down, portraying him as inferior to us. What else? He said, and if you curse someone, you are in danger of the fires of hell. Cursing someone, beloved brethren, clearly manifests hatred and is therefore an inappropriate anger. This combination of anger, hate, and pride is already a form of murder. What can anger, hate, and pride do? Kill. Kill not just people, but kill relationships. It kills our relationship with our fellow men, with our fellow brethren. Hence, we need to control anger that comes from hate and pride. Every day, beloved brethren, we are mindful of how we conduct ourselves with our, with our, with our service to God and our Lord Yahusha, our relationship with our fellow men. How are we to guard ourselves not to fall? into inappropriate anger or how do we control our anger in the book of Ephesians chapter 4 verses 26 and 27 if you become angry do not let your anger lead you into sin and do not stay angry all day don't give the devil a chance how are we going to guard ourselves, beloved brethren, so that we will not fall into inappropriate anger? Or how are we going to control our anger? The Bible says, do not let your anger lead you into sin. Do not let our emotions get the better of us. How can we do that? Do not stay angry all day. If we let ourselves angry all day, beloved brethren, then we are like entertaining our anger all the more instead of controlling or quelling it down. Where will it lead us to? It will lead us to actions that are inappropriate. It will lead us to sin. Verse 27 said, do not give the devil a chance. This is another reason why we must control our anger. So as not, we will not give the devil a chance. A chance to what? A chance to rule us, a chance to lead us to sin. When that happens, we are giving the devil a chance to rule over us. What's one example of inappropriate anger? There are so many. There are so many to say. What's a classic example, brethren, in the Bible, recorded in the Bible of unrestrained anger that led to sin? Let's read here the answer in Genesis chapter 4, verses 6 to 8. 
Then the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? Why that scowl on your face? If you had done the right thing, you would be smiling. But because you have done evil, sin is crouching at your door. It wants to rule you, but you must overcome it. Then Cain said to his brother Abel, let's go out in the fields. When they were out in the fields, Cain turned on his brother and killed him. Beloved brethren, what's the classic example of uh, recorded in the Bible of unrestrained feeling of anger that led to sin? It was Cain. What did Cain do? He murdered his brother Abel because he was angry. Why was he angry? We know the story. It's because of jealousy and envy. Where is jealousy and envy coming from? It's coming from pride. Abel's offering was accepted while Cain's was not thus causing him to get angry with his brother. His brother did not even do anything to him, yet he was so angry with him, causing him to murder his brother. His pride was so hurt that his unrestrained anger led him to sin. God even warned him. God said to him, sin is crouching at your door and it wants to rule you. But you must overcome it. Did he listen? No, he did not. Sin was able to rule Cain. And he was not able, able to overcome it. What must be our guide as we conduct ourselves in our service to God, Yahuwah, and our Savior, Yahusha, in following the spirit of the law, beloved brethren? Let us read here in the book of 1 John, chapter 3, and the verse is 12. We must not be like Cain. He belonged to the evil one and murdered his own brother Abel. Why did Cain murder him? Because the things he himself did were wrong. And the things his brother did were right. What must be our guide as we conduct ourselves, beloved brethren, in our service to God and to our Savior, Yahusha, in following the spirit of the law? <clears throat> it is to do what is right at all times. <clears throat> God said to Cain in the previous verse that we read, if you had done the right thing, you would be smiling. The consequence of doing wrong, beloved brethren, is never right. It will even lead us to doing evil, just like what Cain did when he had that murderous spirit. The verse said he belonged to the evil one. So who led Cain to commit murder? The devil. Why so? Because Cain gave the devil the chance to rule him by not controlling his anger. What prevented him from controlling his anger? 
pride. Simply pride. What else, beloved brethren, prevented him from controlling his anger? Again, in the book of 1 John, chapter 3, verses 14 to 15. We know that we have left death and come over into life. We know it because we love others. Those who do not love are still under the power of death. Those who hate others are murderers. And you know that murderers do not have eternal life in them. What else, beloved brethren, pre prevented Cain from controlling his anger? Hate. What did Apostle John say about hate? He said, those who hate others are murderers. Hate, therefore, is the equivalent of murder. This is why the combination of pride, hate, and anger kills. It kills not just individuals, but also relationships. When we spouse any of the three combination, there will never be harmony and love for one another. What did we leave behind, my brethren, when we united with Yahusha? It says death. It says we know that we have left death. And when we leave death, we come over to life. How did we know it? We know it because we love others. When we love others, we should all be living in harmony, right? Our relationship with, uh, with one another is very vibrant. But is this happening? I remember a minister. He is one of us. He asked his fellow minister. That minister is one of them. He asked him, is there a local whose members are living in harmony with one another? This was before, beloved brethren, because that minister that he asked has long been a resident minister, not only in the Philippines, but also here in the United States. What was the minister's answer? Nothing. He cannot answer it. Why is that? How about, how about you, beloved brethren? Do you know of any local where all the members are living in harmony with one another? It should not be the case, right? No, I mean, it should be the case. The members should be living in harmony with one another. But the thing is, previously, Probably, we were the first to even disobey our Lord's commandment about loving one another and loving even the enemy. Because it's not that easy to love those who harm us. It's not that easy to love the enemy. Previously, we were so quick to pass judgment on anyone, not member of our religion. We were so exclusivists, bragging that we are the only ones that will be saved, right? 
we may not know it, beloved brethren, but previously we are, we were proponents of hate. It should no longer be the case today. That is the reason why we are being taught here to live the spirit of the law and the spirit of the law is all about love. According to the verse, those who do not love are still under the power of death. Are we, beloved brethren? No more. No more. We already left death. What do we have that murderers or those guilty of hating others do not have? Eternal life. So our relationship with one another if we truly love each other, speak well that we are truly the children of God. How important a relationship to Yahusha. In the book of Matthew chapter 5 verses 23 to 24. So if you are about to offer your gift to God at the altar. And there you remember that your brother has something against you. Leave your gift there in front of the altar. Go at once and make peace with your brother. And then come back and offer your gift to God. How important, beloved brethren, is relationship to our Lord Yahusha. Very important. What is the proof? What we read about is what we need to do before we attend the worship service. When we remember that our brother has something against us, what must we do? Make peace with him right away. If you still remember, beloved brethren, we would, when we were studying Matthew 18 and the verses 18, our Lord Yahusha tells us about what to do when someone sinned against us. He said, go to him and reconcile. Here, Yahusha is telling us if we are at fault or even if we are not at fault, we must also make peace and reconcile. It doesn't matter who is at fault. What must be done when there is misunderstanding? Reconcile at once. When should reconciliation be done? As soon as possible. Do not put it off for tomorrow or next day, or the other day. Do it at once. The scenario here is the person was about to worship, but when he Remember that his brother has something against him. The instruction is to make peace at once. What does this tell us, beloved brethren? Our worship service is affected by our relationship with each other. What happens if we do not reconcile right away? Our lesson will be continued by our brother. So, beloved brethren, we have learned in the previous verse that to preserve our relationship with its other, 
we need to reconcile immediately with our brethren before we attend the worship service. But what if someone brings a lawsuit against us? So in this case, we think it is somebody outside of our assembly that is filing the lawsuit against us. So let us read the advice of the Holy Scriptures in Matthew 5, 25 to 26. If someone brings a lawsuit against you and takes you to court, settle the dispute while there is still time before you get to court. Once you are there, you will be turned over to the judge who will hand you over to the police and you will be put in jail. There you will stay until you pay the last penny of your fine. So beloved brethren, what if somebody brings a lawsuit against us? The advice of the Holy Scriptures is to settle the dispute before it really gets to court. In other words, it is similar to the advice when we say we reconcile with brethren. So how could a situation, for example, like this develop, especially in our time today? So this is perhaps what could have happened, okay? For example, your dog got out, escaped from your house and went to the neighbor's yard and he started digging and he started depositing something on the well manicured lawn of your neighbor and also started eating the plants. So your neighbor goes to you and asks you to pay or take care of the damage done by your dog. But instead of agreeing, settling the dispute, you engage into perhaps a shouting match. You know, it, it was a simple misunderstanding, but you allowed it to get into something where you started shouting at each other, and then you started slandering your neighbor such that he threatened to sue you in court. And that's what he, has, he actually did. So what the Holy Scriptures is telling us is to settle it out of court. In other words, let us swallow our pride, go to him, accept our fault, and say that we are going to take care of the problem. Okay, because if it gets into court and your neighbor has a lot of uh, witnesses who will say that, yes, you have shouted against him, you have slandered your neighbor, so you are liable to be put in jail until you have served your sentence. So 
How could we avoid something like this from happening? There are two things that we can do. One is we make sure that we obey the letter of the law. In other words, we'll not try to break any laws. And the second is to avoid being at the defensive end of lawsuits like this. How can we do that? So how can we avoid being sued by people? Let us read the answer of the Holy Scriptures in Ephesians 4, 31 to 32. Get rid of all bitterness, passion, and anger. No more shouting or insults. No more hateful feelings of any sort. Instead, be kind and tender-hearted to one another and forgive one another as God has forgiven you through Christ. So, as servants of our Lord Yahuwah and our Lord Yahusha, how can we avoid this the second step? Being sued in court. The Bible teaches us to get rid of all bitterness, passion, and anger. So in other words, a person that is bitter, that is angry, that is so passionate on something that he really believes in, is just like the dry grass on California hills during the summer. A small spark would what? Would let it explode into a wildfire. So we do not want to do that. So what do we do? We empty our hearts of this bitterness, passion, and anger. The tendency to insult other people, to be hateful of other people. So we read all of this from our heart. Instead, what do we put on? We try to be kind tender-hearted to one another and to forgive one another as God has forgiven us through Christ. So this way we could prevent small misunderstandings from escalating into disputes that will lead to lawsuits. So who should we emulate in terms of being forgiving? Our Yahuwah Abba and our Lord Yahusha. So why do we need to be kind, tender-hearted, and forgiving to one another? We can read the answer of the Holy Scriptures in Colossians 3, 12 to 14. You are the people of God. He loved you and chose you for his own. So then you must clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Be tolerant with one another and forgive one another. Whenever any of you 
has a complaint against someone else. You must forgive one another just as the Lord has forgiven you. And to all these qualities, add love, which binds all things together in perfect unity. So, beloved brethren, why do we need to be kind, tender-hearted, and forgiving to one another? Because we are the people of God. He loved us. Is that a small blessing, beloved brethren? It is a great blessing. He chose us for his own. So we, in the assembly of Yahusha, believe that we are the small remnant prophesied in Isaiah 1.8 that will remain faithful to our Lord Yahusha. We are also the ones called by the name created by our almighty Yahuwah. In Isaiah 43.7. What is that name. That he has created for his glory. It is the name. Of his beloved son. Yahusha. Which also contains his name. That's why. It is. But fitting and proper. That we must. Clothe ourselves. With compassion. Kindness. Humility, gentleness, and patience. These are the qualities of our Lord Yahusha. So being members of the assembly of Yahusha, we represent our Lord Yahusha and our almighty God Yahuwah. So therefore, we should have an attitude. We should be characterized by this different qualities. So we should also be tolerant and forgiving to one another. When anyone, for example, commits a sin against us, we should forgive them. The Apostle Peter asked our Lord Yahusha, how many times you know, should I forgive my brother when he commits a sin against me? Seven times. What is the answer of our Lord Yahusha? How many times do you need to forgive your brother? I'll, I'll call my grandson. How many times? 70 times seven. Very good. So what does it mean? It means it's almost an infinite number. Okay, which means that we should be forgiving so long as he is committing a mistake, sinning against us, but he is asking for forgiveness. Let us forgive him. So after putting all these qualities, what is it that we should add? The Bible says to all these qualities, add love, which binds all things together in perfect unity. So love is the most important of all. Apostle Paul emphasized the importance of love in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. 
when he said, I may speak the tongue of angels and of men, but if I have no love, I will be like a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And even if I give my body to be burned, it will profit me nothing if I do not have love. So love is the most important of all. So after putting all of these qualities, being compassionate, being kind, being humble, gentle, and patient, oftentimes, or does it guarantee, for example, that we'll no longer have any conflicts with our brethren? Of course not. We still live in an imperfect world where there are many problems that we encounter. So when we encounter problems still, after trying to be as patient, as compassionate and as kind as possible, what else can we do? What should we do? Let us read the answer of the Holy Scriptures in James 5.16. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. So what is it that we can do when we have tried our best? We are behaving as good as possible, but nevertheless, there are still conflicts that arise between us and our loved ones. The Bible says, pray for each other and confess your sins to each other. So in other words, we invoke the power of our almighty God, Yahuwah, and the power of his begotten son, our Lord Yahushua, so that they will be able to help us. So in other words, we have obeyed what we need to do, but our power is limited. There is a limit to what we can do. But our almighty God he is omnipotent. He can do anything. So when we pray to our almighty God, the verse tells us the earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. So in other words, our Lord God, Yahuwah is there waiting for him to answer our prayers. That's why he's telling us to tell him, put unto him all our worries. And also it's telling us to pray for each other that we may be healed. Because oftentimes problems may still arise because there are certain things that happen to us. 
there might be some issues. I, I, I just watched a program the other day where Dr. Oz is interviewing Oprah Winfrey. As Oprah Winfrey was saying, she was a victim of abuse during her childhood. And so it seems that she suffered from what is called PTSD. Do you know what that is? Post-traumatic stress syndrome, which is difficult you know, to cure. And that's one of the reasons I am surprised that the Holy Scriptures is telling us, okay, you pray for each other that you may be healed because there are certain things that you by yourselves alone cannot do. And our almighty God, Yahuwah, can do it for us. We cannot heal ourselves, but God can heal us. Now, being the chosen servants of God in these last days, what has God blessed us with? In 1 John 4, 11 to 13 and verse 16, let us read in the last verses of the Bible that we're going to study today. Dear friends, since God loves us that much, we surely ought to love each other. No one has ever seen God. But if we love each other, God lives in us. And his love is brought to full expression in us. And God has given us his spirit as proof that we live in him and he in us. We know how much God loves us and we have put our trust in his love. God is love and all who live in love live in God. And God lives in them. So being the chosen servants of God in these last days, what has God blessed us with? God loves us so much. What has he done? He gave up his one and only begotten son to die for us. Nothing could exceed such kindness and compassion. Imagine sending his begotten son that has committed no sin to die for us that we may be saved from sure judgment. So what are we ought to do? It is imperative that we should love each other. So in other words, we emulate what our Lord God has done to us and our Lord Yahushua. We should love each other. So when we love each other, 
what great fortune do we receive from God? The verse tells us that he will live in us. Is that a small blessing, beloved brethren, that God will live in you? So then when somebody asks, where can I find God? Maybe this is your classmate, your friend that you are trying to missionize. Where can I find God? He lives right here. You point to your heart. He lives right here. And you can find him. You can find him too. How do you do that? When you believe in the death and the resurrection of our Lord Yahushua. And that you love God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And to love your neighbor as you love yourself. So when you start loving, you can tell him that God will reside in your heart. So what has God given us as a proof that he lives in us? He has given us his spirit. That's why in worship services like this, when we start singing hymns of praises unto him, we could feel his loving presence in our worship service, even though we are far apart from each other. Every moment that we breathe, we could feel that God is beside us, taking care of us. When we wake up in the morning, we could feel that it is God who is waking us up. And when we go to slumber in the evening. When we, after we have said our prayers, it is him that will put us to sleep and will watch over us. So God is love and all who live in love live in God and God lives in them. So this is what we need to know and remember that we should uphold not only the letter of the law, but the spirit of the law. If I could ask you, beloved brethren, what if Cain learned to love? What could have happened when he invited his brother Abel out in the fields? It could, it could happen like this. My brother Abel, come with me out to the fields. I have something to tell you. Oh yes, my dear brother Cain. You know, Yahuwah God rejected my offerings. Is that so? He accepted mine. Could I ask your help? prepare my offerings next time so that it won't be rejected by God. 
Yes, of course. In fact, you know, I'm going to even choose a lamb that you can offer to God. So that you will be able to offer something that our Lord Yahuwah will accept. Well, it is too late for Cain. But we, after we have learned this lesson, we need to know that we do not only follow the letter of the law, but we need to follow the spirit of the law. And the spirit of the law is love. So that's why when we love God, we are not going to worship an idol. We're not going to create an idol out of a religious leader. So when we love our neighbor, we're not going to murder him. We're not going to covet his wife or his goods. We're not going to steal from him. So that is the letter of the law, love. And that is what all of us must uphold. Uphold the letter of the law as taught by our Lord Yahusha. May God bless all of us. Let us rise, beloved brethren. Everlasting Father. Yes, our almighty God, Yahuwah. As we have learned, you are indeed love. Amen. The more we think and ponder upon what you have done. Yes, Father. When you willingly give up your only beloved son. Yes, Father. Father, the more we understand. Yes, Father. It is impossible for us to measure the depths of your divine love for your Amen. people. The more we understand yes, to the best of our ability yes, as the spirit wills it so yes, to comprehend your love, yes. the more we experience it as well, yes, the more we feel that love within our hearts, yes, the more we are able to share this love, yes, which we know is your overall and divine purpose yes, in the commands that you have given your people. Amen. Help us every day to do something kind, yes, to be compassionate to someone, yes, to respond with great mercy and love yes, as we pray for one another Amen. that we can heal together as people yes. belonging to you, yes. proclaiming your greatness forever. Amen. Father, we know our abilities are limited. Yes, Although we have made it our intent and purpose yes, to obey not just the letter of the law, yes. but the spirit of love behind the law, yes, we know we will come short of your expectations, yes, but we will never give up trying Amen. because we know you are merciful to forgive us. Yes. Help us, empower us yes. that we can accomplish this purpose. And when we do so, loving Abba, yes. may the first ones to benefit from practicing love Amen. be the people within our influence. Yes, 
foremost our spouse, yes. our children and parents, yes. our neighbors, family members, yes. that when they see our fellowship loving Abba, yes. People will understand indeed, yes. we are your sons and daughters. Amen. Yahusha, our King and Mashiach, yes. we call upon you now. Yes. You have given us a precious command. Yes. We will do our best to obey. Yes. Help us to live by faith yes. and help us to live in love. Yes. In so doing, you will be the one that we represent here on earth yes. as we proclaim your precious name, Yahushua. Father, remember your people throughout the world. We want to help as many people as we can. But yes, you can help everyone all at once. Yes. Those we are powerless to help. Yes, may you provide healing for them. Yes, provision for all of their needs. Yes. Protection from the dangers of this life. Amen. We believe, Father, you have listened to our prayers. Yes. For we ask and beg everything in the name of our Lord and Savior, Yahushua HaMashiach. Amen. Amen.